chapter 4 Luke chapter 4 The title of this message is the power of the mind the power of the mind Luke chapter 4 I want to read from verse 1 to 4 then I will jump continue from 9 to 12 I read from here are we there Are we there? Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, "If you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread." And Jesus answered, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. From 9 to 12, the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Hallelujah. Does he not does he not surprise us how that the devil wants us to prove who we already are? The devil was trying to mess with the mind of Jesus. He came to him. He said, "If you are the son of God, command this bread to become stones." Really? He is the son of God? Do you know that before that time Jesus was baptized and a voice came from heaven and he said, "This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased." Was that not an open declaration? Now the devil came to Jesus. He said, "If you are that is I don't know if you are If you know you are the son of God, prove to me. Let me know that you are the son of God. Now Jesus was able to manage that situation because Jesus understood that what validates him as the son of God is not in the doing. God already validated him as the son of God because the voice came out and said, "You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased." Paul was trying to say something in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. He says that I am afraid. I am fearing. So that just like the mind of Eve was deceived, that your mind too will not be deceived and you will be led astray in opposite direction to the will of God and purpose of God for your life. I want you to understand that Okay. okay. Let's give this scenario. Can you imagine somebody walking up to you and telling you Prove to me that you are the son of your father. If you can consume this bowl of ever then I know that you are the son of your father. Now, how to confirm that you are the son of your father? It is not in the finishing of the bowl of ever. The DNA is the result that you are the son of your father. Now when you entered into Jesus, you entered into a divine relationship, you have his DNA on the inside of you. You entered into a divine partnership. So you are God, you are who God says you are. So many a time just like the devil came to Jesus, he comes to you to mess with your mind. to let you think that you are not who God has created you to be want you to think that because of the situation because of the circumstances you are passing through you are not you cannot fulfill all that God has imputed into you 
And I want you to understand what validates you as a son of God is not in what the devil comes to whisper unto you. It is by the blood of Jesus on the, on the cross of Calvary. That is what validates you. Validates you as the son of God. When you entered into Jesus Christ by giving your life to him, see, he placed his spirit in, in you. Do you know what it means for God to put his spirit in you? The spirit of God is the expression of the all power and the abilities of God. And he placed that spirit inside of you so that you can do what the enemy thought you will not be able to achieve. So that you can become who God has created you to be. He loaded you with potential. Put so many things, packed so many things on the inside of you. And all these things will be actualized. Eh? by the help of the Holy Spirit, which is already on the inside of you. You know, from that we see that the devil is just using the same strategy that he has been using. His strategy has not changed. That is messing with the mind of believers. Wanting you to believe. Giving you a distorted definition of who God has called you to be. I don't know if you have ever been on that administration that tries to unveil to you your potential, that tries to unveil to you your identity in Christ, that tries to unveil to you how that God has placed so much in you. And each time you sit under that administration, you know, flashes, you know, pictures will just flash through my, I mean, flash through your mind. You know, pictures that reveal to you your weak background, that reveal to you your educational background, that reveal to you your age, how that all these things can be a limitation to you. So when you sit under administrations like this, they say, but what you are just telling yourself is that I can't, I can't, I can't become this. I can't do this by the virtue of your weak background. I want you to know that the word of God has placed every child of God on the same pedestal. So everybody who has come into Jesus is on the same, you have the same access. The same asset that Daddy Gio has to the world, you have the same access to it. The same asset that Daddy Adebo, yeah, you have the same access. The same asset that Mommy Gio has, you have the same access. You have the same access to explore all that God has said about you. You have a place in the world. You have a place in the kingdom. Your identity in Christ. And nothing, nothing, if you don't allow, can by any means change it. You know, the devil is called the enemy of our soul. Because he's always at war with our mind. Wanting us to believe what God has not called us. You know, the Bible makes me to understand that I am a royal priesthood. I am a chosen generation. I am God's own special possession. That is what the word of God has called me. I am the queen of the most high. I am not a non-entity. I am not sheep. I am not weak. I'm beggarly. My society may not tell me that, but I do not listen to the voice of the society because the voice of God is louder than the voice of my past, louder than the voice of my guilt, louder than the voice of my shame. The voice of God is louder. So I either listen. I, 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 I. It is the word of God, the, the voice of God. That is what I listen to. The devil is the enemy of our soul. He's always at war with our soul. Engaging our minds. Engaging our minds. Engaging our minds. Engaging our mind. You know, you see the reason why anytime it comes to sitting down to study the word of God, there is always distraction. Why? Because the devil knows that 
right in that pages of the scriptures are life. Things that will transform you, change your ideology, change the way you think, and you know, usher you in the direction of God's purpose for your life. So, it refers to engage your mind with sin, engage your mind with masturbation, engage your mind with pornography, engage your mind with every other thing except God. Every other thing except everything that leads, I mean, that has to do with heaven. It wants to cut you off out of that circumference. He wants your mind to be busy for nothing. He wants your mind to be busy for nothing. You now, in the book of Luke, chapter 10, 38 to 42, Martha and Mary, Jesus went to visit them. And while Jesus was teaching, Mary was sitting down, renewing his mind as he's listening. He's, she's being built. While Martha was running about, Jesus said that you are cumbered with so many things, cumbered with so many worries, and these are strategy of the devil. He wants to load your mind with worries. He wants to feed you with lies. He wants to feed your mind with negative reports that are not from God, so that you will not be able to fulfill the purpose of God for your for your life. Why does the enemy wage war against our soul? The book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. It says that. And Daniel purposed in his heart. Not to defile himself. Now. Determination to move in the direction of God's purpose for your life. It comes from your mind. The Bible says that. And Daniel purposed in his heart. Purposed in his mind. You know. The meaning of the Greek translation says that. That heart. The inner man. The mind. He purposed in his mind. Not to defile himself. Your mind is where determination to follow the purpose of God for your life. That is where it flows out from. That's the reason why the devil is waging war against your mind. Waging war against your soul. Diverting your attention every, every minute, every second from everything that has to do with purpose. Everything that has to do with the war. The devil keeps diverting your mind. Secondly, the book of Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. The Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart. The Bible says so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart. The Bible says so is he. You know, I looked at that scripture and I saw that out that the totality of the life of a man is reduced to what goes on on the inside of him. The totality of the life of a man is reduced to what goes on right on the inside of him. How that the quality of your thought is the quality of your life. How that you are what you think. You know, cross your leg and watch your life play out in consistency with what goes on in your mind. That's another reason why the devil wage war against our soul. The number 13. You know, your thoughts, they shape your words. Your words, they shape your action. Your action give back to your habits. Your habits, your character. And your character, your destiny. You know, when my brother was ministering the other time, he said that success and failure, they are predictable. 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 See, what goes on in your mind, they form the words you speak. Your words, they are just, they are your actions. You begin to act what you say. And then your actions, they form habit, And your habit, your character. And your character, your destiny. 
So what you give yourself to today? See, if I want to know where you will land in future, I just need to pay attention to how you run your life today. I need to pay attention to what you feed your mind with today. Then I can always predict where you will land in the future. That's the reason why the devil wage war against our souls. Now what, what should we do? What should we do? You know, Jesus, I mean, the devil messed with the mind of Eve. He tried to mess with the mind of Jesus. How dare you think that the devil will not come after you to mess with your mind? To make you believe the report that God has not given you. God knows that the devil will use that same strategy. He knows that the devil will come to tempt us. And with every temptation, he has given the way out. You know, the book of Proverbs 4.23, what to do? It says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Garrison your mind. Guard your mind. What we see feeds our mind. What we hear feeds our mind. Say, like guard your heart with all diligence. So the Bible is saying that you are a guard. You are a good man. You determine what operates in your mind. You determine what you let out and what you let in. It says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. What is not a reality in your mind can never be a reality in your life. What you have not seen with the eyes of the spirit, you cannot actualize. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. The book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says that, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what causes transformation is the word of God. You know, it's so, it's so serious that youth of nowadays, we are not ready to sit down to learn. And if you are not ready to sit down to learn, you will always believe every lie that comes your way. Because you don't even know your identity in Christ. You don't know who you are again. You, a born again child of God, tongue-talking Christian, you said, you said yes to a man that has no bearing to the cross. For you to know, where she has placed herself, the value she has placed upon herself, then I realized that you don't know your identity in Christ. If you know who you are in Christ, if you have your mind renewed to understand your place in Christ, no, you won't give in to such proposal. Such a man will not gain entrance into your heart because in Samson, he's one of the guys in the department that every girl wants to date and not that. He has beers, it's fine. He has money, good kind and all that. And you know, you were just mesmerized that this kind of guy could walk up to you and tell you you are beautiful. Do you know Jesus? You don't know who you are in Christ. The guy who is not born again swept you off your feet. Because your mind is not renewed. We prefer to jump from one place to another, but to sit down with the word of God and get our mind renewed. No. In fact, we have so many people who jump from program to program. Jump from this one to that one to this one. You have your daughters filled with all the messages that you have been hearing up and down from ministration that you have been going to. But you have not sat down for once to even, hmm, even go through everything that you have seen. So many are times 
The reason why we have complex, inferiority complex, is because you don't understand who you are in Christ. See, when you understand who you are, you will carry yourself like a queen. You will carry yourself like a king. Our minds are not renewed. Our minds are not renewed. You will carry yourself the way God wants to carry you. I mean, carry yourself. So if you think like a foolish man, you will carry yourself like a foolish man. If you think you are not beautiful, you will carry yourself as ugly. Kind of imagine a lady who thinks she's not beautiful. So if this handsome man like Apostle Adegoke, who is not, probably is not born again, walks up to that kind of a lady who thinks she's not beautiful, and he says, you are beautiful. Oh, that's what you will get. Because she thinks she's not. So any guy who walks up and says, you are beautiful, blushing. Because our minds are not renewed. We need to get this thing right. This is the this is the foundation. This basic. See, anything you will ever become in life starts from your mind. Your mind is just like a land. What you sow in it will grow. What you sow in it will grow. So be mindful what you feed your mind with. What you feed your mind with. The word of God is like a water that cleanses the soul. You know, when you gave your life to Christ, Jesus did not just save you. He placed his spirit in you. Do you know the work of his spirit in you? His work of his spirit is who? No, the Holy Spirit work in us to have a grip upon our will, a grip upon our emotion, a grip upon our ambitions, a grip upon our conscience, and use them. You know, they have been they, are, they have been following this direction in opposite to God's plan and direction for your life when you were not born again. Now that you are born again, it saves you. Bless the spirit into you. So as you fellowship in prayer, as you study the word of God, the Holy Spirit is changing you. The Holy Spirit is transforming you so that you are not who you used to be. In a way, you were not born again. There were things that interest you. Things like purpose does not interest you. Things like making impact does not interest you. There are some kind of movies you watch. There are some gatherings you find yourself. But now that you are born again, no, God, 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 God says that, see, I know where you are coming from. I know that there are some ideologies. No, there is a way of life. Ideologies that pertains to where you are coming from. But now that you are in the light, I have placed my spirit in the inside of you. So that... As your fellowship with the Holy Spirit, as you yield to the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit, you are being transformed. You are being changed. Your mind is being renewed. So now, you don't see things the way you used to see it. You used to feel you are a non-entity. Now you know you are a royal priesthood. You used to feel that you are weak. You used to feel that you are beggarly. You know, Paul says that in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5, he says that my sufficiency, he said not that my sufficiency is of myself, to think anything of, as of myself, but my sufficiency is of God. Now look at this man. He knows where he is coming from. He knows where he is coming from. So he is saying, see, I am happy when I know that I am not enough. Because God uses that opportunity, uses my weaknesses as a platform to show forth his own strength. So you used to think you are weak. Now you know you are strong in Christ. 
You used to think you are weak and beggarly. Now you know that you have the spirit of God on the inside of you. And you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. It is a mindset. A mindset. You used to have a mindset. But now, you know, God wants to bring it to a point. You ever the word of God super impose your own mindset. And your mind is submitted to the will of the Father. All these things cannot happen if you cannot sit to feed your mind with the word of God. You want to be a slave queen. You want to dress and be a sharp rapper sister. <laughs> is that what God has called you to be? Is that what God has called you to be? God, there is no life. There is no life. There is, you can become nothing outside of God. It is the Holy Spirit that makes you something. That makes you something. The Spirit of God has work on the inside of you. Have to shape your life. And by the time it's done, people look at you. They can't believe you're actually coming from someone. So by the time you share your story, they can't just believe you. Really? That's where you're coming from? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The life of a child of God. It transforms us. Makes us different. Transforms us. Because even if God has placed a vision in your heart. See, there are so many people that God has placed one, or one thing or the other in their heart. But timidity is keeping them on the same spot. Not believing in the ability of God on the inside of them. It's not about you. It's about the strength of God that works on the inside of you. So don't let the devil deceive you. You are born to be great. You are born victorious. Now I'm just imagining if those men of the old, if they did great exploits, and the Bible says that that glory, as glorious as it is, the glory faded away. How much more the glory of now? Now that we have the indwelling spirit on the inside of us, that we should be able, we should be able to do, to accomplish everything that God has placed on the inside of us. Because we have the Holy Spirit. But we have, so many, we have so many children of God who have neglected the place of the Holy Spirit. We have been running the course of our lives by ourselves. Now the Holy Spirit is calling you today. Come back to Zion. Come back to Zion. I want to fellowship. I want you to know me. I want to direct the course of your life. He's the master planner. He has the map of your life. <laughs> so if you don't have Jesus, everything you can never think of, eh? You be of this world, of this world, or by the help of the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to fulfill purpose in line with heaven's pattern. In line with heaven's pattern, that is what that is how you that is where you get reward. You don't get reward by minding the things of the head, but the things of heaven. The Bible says that why we look not at things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Things that are seen are eternal. So even if you are a music leader, don't be an ordinary music leader. If, see, if you are a dramatist, don't be an ordinary dramatist. If you are a banker, don't be an ordinary banker. If you are a teacher, don't be an ordinary teacher. Let the power of the Spirit be seen in all that you do. Renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. You know, the book of 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says that as we behold him, as we behold him, as we behold him, we are being changed. We are being transformed from one level of glory to another. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord at work. And that Spirit is already on the inside of you. Now, 
If you give time to study the word of God, I'm rounding up now. If you give time to the word of God, it tells me three things. It tells me that you have faith in God, number one. It tells me that you believe in the transforming power of the Lord. It tells me that you trust in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget, your mind is like a land. Whatever you sow in your mind grows. If you sow evil, evil will grow. If you sow junks, junks will grow. And don't ever let the devil deceive you that you can see. The superiority of a thing is in his secret. Let the word be your secret. And the word will stand to celebrate you. Can you rise up on your feet this morning? Thank God for His word. Lord, I thank you. Because I know every veil covering my mind is falling off. Every veil covering my mind is falling off. I renew my mind with the word of God. I sit down with the word of God so that I can carry something spectacular in this generation. I choose to sit down with the word of God. I choose to study to show myself approved. I choose to give myself to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I yield myself to the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit as it renews my mind. 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 I refuse to sow junk in my mind. I sow the word of God. I sow the word. 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 You alone had my strength and shield. You alone had my spirit need. You alone had my hand. desire and alone to worship. You alone, you alone had my strength in you. You, you, you alone had my spirit. You alone had my desire and alone to worship. 
Mars that you panted for The water so much, so long get after you You alone at my end Desire and alone to worship Hallelujah! <laughs> 